0: Ready, set, go. And the truth show set you free. Welcome to One Life Radio.
1: We are going higher, <laughs> we we are are. Going higher everyone. Welcome to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette via Shetty with Poozel, that's Poo Washington, and Marie Early broadcasting live from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC, News talk, Pooh, Pooh, how you doing?
0: I'm doing good. How y'all doing?
1: Good, good. I, you got your Texas Rangers yeah. stuff on all ready for the for the big game tonight, <laughs> I'm right? Supporting the crew. Yeah. Man. Have you always been a Rangers fan? Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: You gotta do that. You live in Texas. Well you yeah. Gotta, or Dallas rather. Or you, Dallas, you, you gotta, yeah. You got to be a a Texas Rangers fan, yeah,
1: and a Dallas Cowboy fan, right? You need to go home. (laughs) I love it. Oh my gosh! Well, I love the colors; they're so bright. And uh, and 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 you got you got your red Texas Rangers hat, Mm -hmm. and uh, you almost look like you're dressed for a baseball as a baseball guy for a Halloween. No, I got everything (laughs)
0: on except their money.
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh! Well, you know we've got a great show today. It's Furbulous Fridays here on One Life Radio at the half. We've got. Autumn Connolly. We're going to be talking about bees. We're going to be talking about vibrations and bees. and um, how we uh, our beliefs separate ourselves. And you know, bees have fur, so they fit in for Furbulous Friday. She's got wild bees growing on her on her on her uh, property that she meditates with, you guys. Oh wow! She meditates with the bees. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're going d- deep out into the water today. So It's safe to
0: say she's a bee whisperer.
1: <laughs> It. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> but first up, oh my gosh, we've got Maura Davies with us. Maura, how are you doing today?
2: Doing great. Oh, my goodness. Loving the change in the weather. Ready for the
1: cool. Oh, I know. I just hope that dogs, that people protect their dogs when it starts to get super cold. I always worry about that. But it's great to have you with us. Uh, and it was great to see you last week at the Fur Ball. Uh, everyone, more Davies is the Vice President for Marketing and Communications at the SPCA of Texas. That's the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, if you didn't know that. Their website is simply SPCA.org. So how much money did we raise?
2: <laughs> it was a fabulous night it was so wonderful to see you in person too and it was just yeah it was just a gorgeous night um i uh w- believe it or not we are still tabulating all of the final results but i do know that um we did even better than we had budgeted or hoped for that night oh. in terms of fundraising so uh i uh you yeah, know we'll we'll have that on our website all the information spc.org slash furball when all of that's ready but it was a spectacularly successful year. It was gorgeous. The fundraising was fabulous. And that's what, you know, this, this is a big, huge fundraiser for the animals. Uh, and, yeah, it was just, it was, it was beautiful. The only thing that no one could have controlled for happened, a car hit a transformer, like a block or two away, and the power went out for, like, two a two-block radius. And it came on
1: in the nick of time, so oh, wow. it was like
2: oh, as all the stars aligned, and it just ended up being
1: such a fun night. I don't remember the power going out, but maybe I left. No, yeah, um... it
2: was before. Oh, before. It was, it was okay, right, it was right before. <gasps> and it, it came on seriously. If it had come on just ten minutes later, uh, we were, you know, we, ha- we were ro- rolling to Plan B. We I always have to have Plan
1: B, Plan C, Plan D. <laughs> uh huh. Well, I had a fabulous time. Uh, I didn't stay for a, a long time, but I, 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 the, the dinner was lovely. I love that everyone was in purple. Thank I them. loved your dress, Maura. Absolutely oh, loved thank your you. dress. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think. I, I sat with some really nice people, and uh, it was great. It really was, and I loved, the, I loved the event being at the factory. I thought it was much more, I don't know, more modern, and I really enjoyed it, and it was closer to me, so it was easy breezy to get home, and Sewell did a great job on the uh, valet, so yeah.
2: <laughs> wonderful yeah it's just it was it was one of those nights nice where you just feel like it was smooth sailing and i'm okay with saying that now one week later yeah
1: yeah it's a lot of work it is but you know um i love the topic that you picked today decoding dog behaviors i my dog love has been exhibiting some really bad behavior lately and i would love to know oh, no. why he's doing it he's humping everything he can get his <laughs> hips on oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, dude, man. And then he's got all the other dogs doing it. It's like it's contagious. Oh, I'm like no. Oh, I'm sorry. My dog
3: is a is a licker.
1: My dog licks oh. everything
3: constantly.
1: Wow. <laughs> you wanna say anything? I think we made we made uh, yeah, uh, poo mean, blush. <laughs> yeah. and that's real hard.
0: I think I had an uncle that used to do the same thing. It's a different story. <laughs>
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I've got 31 behaviors on this list, 31 different behaviors. We found a list, as I said, um, and and what they mean on PetHelpful.com. So let's start at the top and go through some of these. Uh, the first two on the list are somewhat similar, tilting their head to one side and shaking their head. What do those two behaviors mean, Maura?
2: I love these. and this is. I was going to say, my dog, Grace, tilts her head, especially if I make a funny sound, or if she hears something outside, she'll sit there and tilt one and then tilt the other. And what that means it just means they're not certain about whatever it is. They might be interested in something, hear something, smell something, scent something, and um, they, they're just looking for more information maybe, uh, especially if you're trying to work with them and train them. They're gonna you know, sit there and maybe tilt their head like, all right, what's next? Uh, mm-hmm. They can also tilt their head to listen to sounds and get more a, a more accurate determination of its source, like they're triangulating. Um, but shaking their head, that's a different thing. That could be a release of tension. Um, and also, if a dog is either scared or alert to something or even gets aggressive with something, it's kind of like, I mean, I know there's a song that says this, but shake it off. That's what they're literally doing. They're uh-huh. shaking it off like, Whoop. all right, moving on from that. So um, now, if it's just a little shaking every once in a while, if they're shaking their head constantly, you may suspect an ear
1: infection. So there are a couple different things. Uh-huh. I'm going to start shaking it off like that. <laughs> uh, I do already. Taylor Swift. Wow. Yeah. 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 Oh, my so, gosh. Yeah, yeah a good shake makes you feel good. The <laughs> tilting of the head is what
3: anybody would do.
1: It's, you know, it's exactly yeah. what you mm-hmm. think it would be. They're like, what? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> what? Um, Scooby-Doo used to do that a lot, didn't he? Didn't Scooby-Doo yeah. tilt his head a lot? Oh. Yeah. What is that noise? <laughs> 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 what do you want to say, Pooh? <laughs> No, I'm agreeing with (laughs) this. Oh my god! I love this guy's a sense of humor. He's so great to be in studio with. Jerry is too. Jerry's on a little leave of absence. He's up in uh, where is he? He's in uh, Arkansas. He's in yeah, Arkansas. Arkansas again, and uh, with his girl, having a nice little Halloween weekend. Um, but yeah, so let's go back to this list. So next on this list um, is a, a closed mouth or a mouth slightly open, more and then licking lips. We'll throw that in there with it. They lick their lips though when they when they're when they're looking at something tasty, kind of right.
2: They can absolutely, yeah. There's so many different things with a dog's mouth regarding behavior, and those first two we just talked about. Those, Marie, you said it. Like, there are some dog behaviors that are very similar to people behaviors, but some that are very much specific to dogs. It's dog language. So, yeah, licking lips. Um, that could mean a dog is stressed out. They're uncertain. Um, some sometimes it means that they're they are they have sensed a potential mate. I'm just going to put it that way. Oh, <laughs> and they're like, really? Oh, where is, where huh. is that potential mate? Um, well, men lick they're their they're
1: lips, too, don't they? Uh-huh. <laughs> when they're chapped. <laughs> oh, when they're
2: chapped.
1: Okay. <laughs> Thank you for that
0: clarification, Poo. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um,
2: so if, if you see a dog licking another dog's mouth or their other dog's lips, that means um, it's not that he's trying to make friends with them. It's behavior that's common among puppies, like with their mom. Um, so licking lips, there's that. And then closing the mouth or opening it slightly. Um They're either relaxed or or happy, but if their mouth is closed and pulled back and tensed up, they're stressed and frightened, submissive, or even in pain, like a grimace or showing their teeth. Um, But they can have their mouth pulled back and still be happy. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's something called a submissive smile, a lot of people call it, but this is where it can get really tricky because you have to know your dog really well. And if it's a dog you don't know and they're exhibiting this behavior, you can't assume that it's the friendly kind or the not friendly kind. Uh You have to be real careful. Mm. And then yawning, a dog yawns when they're under stress or if they have that, they're have they trying to ease some tension. It kind of comes before they shake it off. Um, it, they could also be confused or tired or threatened. Um, or they can do this when they meet other dogs or new people. So a, a lot of times these things can happen in a really specific order. Like they'll lick their lips first, and then they'll yawn, and then if they're kind of shaking it off, they'll get to that. But uh, there's, there's a whole scale that we could talk about at some point if you wanted to about yeah. different canine behaviors and they're uh, ramping up to a potential bite it's, it's, there's a huge portion of the dog behavior world that is just experts in all of it mm. fascinating to me
1: good to know it is fascinating and I'm going to tease the mounting and the humping and the crotch sniffing when we get back from break mm-hmm. <laughs> what all that means with more Davies and the SPCA.org stay tuned we'll be right back We've all heard the mantra that vaccines are safe and effective, but is it really true? Turtles All the Way Down Vaccine Science and Myth is an in-depth review and analysis of the science on vaccine safety. By the time you finish reading, not only will you see the answer clearly for yourself, you will also have the scientific references and quotes at your disposal that prove it. More than 1,200 of them from mainstream scientific papers and textbooks to official government publications and vaccine manufacturers' documents. Whether you are new to the vaccine debate or a veteran seeking a deeper grasp of the science, Turtles All the Way Down Vaccine Science and Myth is a must-read. Now available on Amazon. David Bowie, welcome back to One Life Radio, everyone. This is Bernadette Viaschetti with Pooh poopy Doo, <laughs> Poosel Washington, oh, and Marie Early. You know, I always say that I can't help myself, and he's just such a great guy. He's substituting for Jerry Caldwell today, and we are broadcasting live here from Dallas, Texas, and we are in the iHeartMedia studios, and we are rebroadcasted as well at KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. We've got Maura Davies with us. It's Furbulous Friday. We're decoding dog behaviors, and right before the break, I teased we were going to talk about Mounting or humping, which my dog loves, loves to do, and then crotch sniffing. Why why is love doing that, Maura? And he won't stop.
2: Oh, my goodness. It can be worrisome, especially when a new behavior develops or if it gets really intense. Um, And so, yeah, mounting
1: or humping can be a tough one because that can happen just to you, to guests. He hasn't humped me, thank God. Oh, I would, I would, I would yeah. not allow, I would, yeah, I would, mm-hmm. I don't know what I would do, but I, yeah. Uh,
2: well, there, there are some things you can do that are positive and, of course, use treats to make sure you're rewarding the behavior you do want to see. So if a, if a dog kind of hops up on you gently and they're just wanting attention or treats, that's one thing. But if they, like, grip onto you with their legs and really get going, Yikes. especially if it's an object in front of other dogs, that could be stress. Huh. Also, it can uh, very, very commonly, I think a lot of people do, and this is very true, uh, a lot of people think of um, dominance display. So oh. it can absolutely be a dominance display. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But stress, a change in uh, situation of some kind, uh, mounting or pumping can happen uh, when, a, when a dog, had, when their situation changes in some way. Uh, so if it's a new dog or maybe a dog has passed away, a buddy has passed away, or a family mm-hmm. member new, or someone coming in or someone leaving, Um uh my dog has just been really confused with my son leaving for college. She, like, looks for him, but she has not started humping anything. Well, that's good. Right. I'm like, oh, thank you, Grace, for not humping me. Um, but, uh, the If it gets to a level where you're concerned, um, especially with mounting or humping, definitely speak with your veterinarian. There are some things you can do. Um, there are uh, pheromones that you can use on a plug-in for dogs uh-huh. and cats. We talk about we've talked about the cat one before, but they, they the same company makes the one for dogs. So you can do a plug-in that can help with like synth- it's synthetic mama dog hormones or mama cat hormones that can help. There's other things that you can do, but a lot of times too, you can just reward the good behavior. So when your dog's not humping something, or another yeah. dog, or you, you can give them a treat that yeah. will actually help them realize wait a second i was just sitting here and i get treats awesome i'm going to do more of that
1: Um, yeah yeah. no and and, you know and it's kind and it's got and he does it mostly to another male dog of mine charlie he seems to have singled out charlie for whatever reason and and they are together in cages that are side by side maybe it's just because he's anxious to um, you know, just uh, mm-hmm. engage with him, like have some activities, and it might be just a playful thing. But uh, I'm reading here that it's not abnormal, that, you know, many dogs no. discover that humping feels good and that it can relieve yeah. stress for service an yes. and an it and poos they over there. Wow. there. Yeah,
2: there, there are dogs out there that if they're not harming anything. Like some dog, people have dogs who have like a favorite stuffed animal, uh-huh. and that is their stress relief that you you might see that on one of your favorite social media uh-huh. networks, your your uh, platforms. You might see dogs just going into town on like a stuffed animal or something. Um, <laughs> yeah, a little bit on, can be uh, okay. TikTok. But if it's excessive, definitely check with your veterinarian. yeah.
1: yeah. What about um I, I mean, what about, okay, so my dogs like to go to the cat pans and eat the cat poop. What about ah. eating doing that? Like, how do you stop them from doing that? And why do they like it so much? Yeah, it's maddening.
2: It is, and that can be really tough. That's something that we struggle with with grace. Um, what we had to do, and this is probably the simplest, easiest solution, uh, is we, we have the, um, just the, the, the very good fortune to have a, uh, a laundry room. We installed a kitty door in the laundry room door so when the door is Aww. shut, our cat can come and go whenever she wants. Um, And of course, that's a whole different training topic Mm -hmm, is is training your cat mm -hmm. to a cat door. Um, But it also prevents Grace from going in and and digging around and getting the little tipsy rolls out of the cat box Um, because, yeah, Grace is definitely prone to doing that. But, you know, it could be that could be caused by several different things. It could be um, it's technically called coprophagia and it can be a sign of stress. It can be. Uh, a sign of like they're, they're looking for a certain nutrient in their diet. Um, that's the main thing hmm. uh, that, that, that I, that I know about. Um, but if it, again, if it becomes a problematic behavior and it's not something that you can solve easily, like being able to shut a door, but your cat can still access the box, mm-hmm. definitely go to your veterinarian because there's some other behavioral remedies that they can help you take a look at with uh, the old litter box.
1: Well, and, and, and uh uh, Marie asked about licking. She doesn't like I, the licking. I don't think mm-hmm. anybody does when you're not expecting it. It's just kind of like, Ugh, you know. But it's cute. I think that they just mm-hmm. mean it is like giving you kisses, right? But
3: I'm talking about licking mm-hmm. furniture and blankets oh. and, my, and me and themselves. Oh, like I
2: mean- yeah, that's that's a slightly different thing and can be a cause for concern too. Um, so, like you say, yeah, people dogs can lick people, um, but licking can also be a sign of stress. It can be. It depends on what they're licking, right? So if you're licking an inanimate object, it's entirely possible that could have some taste on it. So maybe somebody was eating popcorn and they got up and they touched the furniture and they're like, "Ooh, this tastes like butter and salt. Oh. That's pretty tasty." But it also could be um, uh, another type of pica, which is like you know, mouthing or getting into stuff that's not food. Um, and if it does become a problem, that's definitely something else to to take that concern to a veterinarian. Um, some dogs will lick themselves excessively. That can uh, Excessive licking, really, of any kind can be through boredom. If they're licking a certain part of themselves, like as a cat especially, but also a dog, if they're licking um, kind of their crotch a lot, it could be because they even mm-hmm. have a urinary tract infection. Um, but if they, if, if your dog or cat, even cats, if they're doing something excessively, especially if it's new, and you sit there and you're like, man, I cannot figure out the, the cause, it may be related to stress. And there may be a solution. Um, it may be a homeopathic solution. It may be something that your, veter- your veterinarian might recommend, something um, on, on the behavior side like training. Uh, there are things you can do. Just remember that. And the important part is, um, you know, keep your pet in your home if you can. Work with somebody to help keep them and do everything you can to make their life wonderful.
1: Mm-hmm. What about uh, – oh, what were you
3: going to say? I know if they lick their paws and they smell like Fritos, then it's like – a. It's yeast, right?
2: It, yes, that is very true. So, yeah, if they're licking their paws a lot, that can be caused by allergies, and it's kind of a vicious cycle, whether mm. it's, you know, a flea allergy or they're allergic to the grass in your yard or something. So there, there can be inhalant allergies, contact allergies, food allergies. Any of those things can cause them to lick their paws, which can start that cycle of um, yeast infection, and then they lick their paws, and it just keeps going
1: yeah, you know this is a really good article. It's called pet helpful dot mm-hmm. com and because we're not going to get to all thirty one of these. And you know, I, I always worry about animals just needlessly suffering. And if they are exhibiting, what are some of the behaviors that you really need to call the vet, like you know, that's pop mm-hmm. out on this list? Maura, Yes. Yeah. If, if you see
2: like, and some are really sweet. Like one of them on this list is bowing, play bowing, where they kind of put their paws out. That just means they're excited and happy. So some Mm -hmm. of the stuff is just they're, they're happy and they're easygoing and that's good. But if, if they are doing some of those mouth related, Malby related behaviors, like showing their teeth, licking their lips, like opening and closing their mouth, yawning a lot, shaking a lot. If they start doing that a lot, definitely get with the vet on the behavioral side of things. If they bark and yelp for no reason, they may have some, pain that you don't know where it is, but a veterinarian can help mm-hmm. you pinpoint where that is. Yeah. So that might be a physical thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, a lot of these can also mean loneliness. Howling can mean loneliness, whining and whimpering a lot. Um, boredom is another big cause like, of things like digging. Um, uh, like we were just talking about licking, licking themselves, licking things, mm-hmm. Um If you're having a problem with dominance where an animal is all of a sudden becoming dominant with another animal or people, that's another uh, big red flag. It's time to speak with your veterinarian or perhaps Mm -hmm. a very good behaviorist to help you out, to help your your dog through these. Um, And many of those, too, can indicate illness. So I already mentioned, you know, licking themselves in specific areas, barking or yelping could indicate they have a physical illness. Uh, If they're normally a confident dog and all of a sudden they're hiding, that could potentially indicate an illness. Um, if they, yeah, but just keep a watch. You'll know that I think the easiest way to put it is if you see your pet exhibiting different behaviors, you know, if there's something you've noticed, you're like, man, they've never done this before, or they did it a little but now they're doing it a lot. It's always best to pick up that phone and call your veterinarian and uh, they'll be able to help you work through in any number of different ways, Mm -hmm. uh, no matter what you have together. That's the wonderful thing about veterinarians.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, and some of uh, canine behavior is so fascinating. Like, I love when they walk in circles, you know, and uh, to try to figure out, and they're trying to get comfortable, right? When they're trying to figure yeah. out what's the best way to lay down here. And then my dogs um, do this thing called the daily howl, and one of them will oh, start it, mm-hmm. and one will start, and then they all join in, and it's like a chorus. You have never seen anything uh-huh. like it. Like, all 10 of them, oh, like just like howling <laughs> like crazy. That it's means too blindly. cute. Yeah, no I don't think they're lonely I think it's like a performance I think it's so cute when they do it and but one will they start can. and they all join in almost like you know like a werewolf
2: that is really cute well i mean they're dogs are pack animals yeah and if it's if if it's in the way i mean the way you're describing it really sounds more like they're happy to be together yeah um and then the others are kind of picking up the the chorus
1: and just wanting to all be together in that way mm-hmm. so it's cute, so cute. Cute, cute. It is so cute. and uh, But, you know, uh, pacing, what about pacing? I want to get, talk about that for just a second before we uh, uh, wrap this up.
2: Yes, absolutely. Pacing can be another sign of stress. It kind of depends. We see pacing in the shelter um Unfortunately, it it can be uh, considered a stereopic behavior, which is just basically a repetitive behavior that they do over Mm -hmm. and over again. It can be a cause of uh, stress. It can can be nervous or excited or possibly even bored. Um, So if they're, like, circling you, they might want to play, But if they're just – if, say, you have a front window that faces the street and they run back and forth to the front window and it's only when somebody passes by, probably not a problematic behavior. But Mm -hmm. if they sit up there and pace all of the time, that's going to be a sign that it's it's something you need to address. So, um, yeah, it it can be boredom or – nervousness, yeah. um, but that if you see any behavior where they're repeating it over and over and over again, that's that's a reason to contact what? your veterinarian
1: as well. Yeah, and we're facing a hollow, a ho- not facing, uh, <clears throat> not to sound negative, but you know a lot of negative behaviors are exhibited during Halloween and the yeah. Halloween weekend. What can we do uh-huh. to protect our pets and encourage people to be sane and uh, <laughs> you yeah. know, just make sure their pets are okay. Uh, there's a lot of pranks and things like that that go on. I, I hope that everyone out there listening, um, you know, um, Will protect their pets during this holiday weekend. Any any tips on that, Maura? Sure thing. Yeah, keep
2: your pets in, especially if they're if if you have uh, if you're concerned about them getting out, or if you're concerned about anyone getting into your area, keep them inside with you. If they're nervous, if they get uh, really scared around different situations, and if you're going to open the door, especially to trick or treaters, make sure they're in a room where they're um, also they, you know make sure that they have appropriate companionship. If they're nervous, sometimes a dog just wants to seek. Uh, shelter underneath a table. Let them yeah. do that. But inside, keep them safe. Um, if you have a door darter, or even if you don't, just keep them in an area where they can't dart out the door. Mm-hmm. Regardless, make sure that you have that t- tag and collar. Uh, microchips are amazing. Uh, the some of those tags that you can get that'll track them with GPS are fabulous. But yeah, keep them. Just keep them out of the way, and you know, if, let them just do whatever they want. They don't need to yeah. necessarily dress up, and they don't want to go out with you. So let pets speak their own Let them chill. Chill
1: Chill at home. All right. Great advice, Maura. Always such a pleasure to have you on the show with us. Maura Davies, everyone. You can find her on Instagram at SPCA Texas or on Facebook, SPCA of Texas page. And of course, the SPCA.org. And if you have a few extra bucks, uh, contribute to there's so many great organizations out there that keep pets safe. So Maura, thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, we'll be right back. Stay tuned. You are listening to One Life Radio.
0: Follow us on social media at One Life Radio. For more than a decade and a half, John Hewlett has been on a journey to share the miracle of nitric oxide, bioavailable vitamin D3, and other essential vitamins and nutrients with the world. His focused research and study during those years inspired him to create Cardio Miracle, Formulated with over 50 of the finest ingredients working in synergy to support optimal sustained levels of nitric oxide. Visit Cardiomiracle.com to read John's amazing story and learn about the health benefits of nitric oxide.
1: That's Cardiomiracle.com for your heart, for your health. All right. (laughs) It is Furbulous Friday. TGIF everyone and welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette with Puzell. That's Poo Washington. Marie Early and Autumn Connolly. We are broadcasting live here from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. We're talking about We Are All One with Autumn Connolly today. She lives in the sky islands of Arizona with her four kiddos and her animal babies. She is the creator of Anvil Traditional Healing, a company dedicated to restoring microbiome health through diet. Autumn is also a self taught vegan chef a cereal gardener and an avid an avid believer in and a teacher of the healing powers of meditation you can find her at meditate with autumn at gmail.com or her website anvil traditional Healing.com. that's anvil traditional and she sells her cool products on amazon.com as well we've been friends for a long time always love having this girl on the show autumn how you doing today Today's my birthday. Ah! <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Oh my gosh. That is so great. And uh yeah, I'm not asking you how old you are because that's impolite to ask someone how old they are. Unfortunately it's become impolite as we've all become so obsessed, right? With what we look oh, like no, in this I don't care. in this beat. And it's like like a beat down society oh, of like you have to almost be ashamed to to get older
3: that, uh, <laughs> what are you going to do to celebrate here. autumn <laughs> Um, well, I've got, you know, when I, I guess with four children, my birthday is more about my children having fun. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, I... But So they're making me a cake, and uh, uh, I got a bunch of balloons thrown at me while I showered this morning. <laughs> 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 and wow. I don't know. We'll probably just eat sugar, and maybe I'll drink <laughs> a little wine. We'll
1: see. I thought <laughs> you're a whiskey great. girl. You're a whiskey girl, yeah. aren't you?
3: I am a whiskey girl, but, you know... Um, I found this new wine with this really, really pretty bottle that's an organic <laughs> wine, and the bottle's really pretty, and I'm a sucker for beauty, so. Oh, me too. <laughs> It'll look really pretty next to a slice of birthday cake. <laughs>
1: uh, what's the, what's the name of the brand, and where'd you get it? You know,
3: I don't even have any clue, but I'll take a picture and send it to you okay. when I get home.
1: <laughs> all right. Who yeah. you, you're acting like you want to say something oh, there. Oh,
0: yeah, you know, the only wine I know about is, uh, it's an expensive wine. It's called Frenzia. Comes in a box. <laughs> That's the only thing I can afford.
1: (laughs) Hey, I used to drink a lot of Franzia. I actually have a a funny uh, family story where a friend of mine came over, um, and he's a really great guy, but he was a little bit of a snob. And, of course, the wine was free, and he was kind of complaining box wine, and and it became like a phrase that we ended up (laughs) every time we would come over we'd say well oh, you want some box wine <laughs> and
3: it gets a bad rap you know there are some really good
1: there box are some wines. there are some good uh, box wines mm-hmm. there really are so and I have yeah. to tell you you know yeah. a lot of the wine that you think is so great the FDA allows I believe this is and this is I'm doing this by um memory I haven't read this any I haven't read up on this in a while but I believe it's 70 up to 75 chemicals colorants preservatives uh flavors all this stuff so So that the wine tastes... Because people like consistency when they buy a bottle of wine, typically. In America, I don't think it's that way. In Europe, you know, uh, they're much more cultured when it comes to drinking wine. Um, But, yeah, so you... Drinking... American wine, be careful. Just be careful and read your labels. Yeah, I t- you don't know what you're getting. You don't know what you're getting. I typically eat, I don't spend a lot of money on wine and if I do drink a bottle of wine, I typically go for French or Italian or organic yeah. grapes and you can get a great bottle of wine for like 15 bucks. If you Yeah, if, for yeah.
3: sure. Uh, for, yeah.
1: And you know, even the
3: the Francia wine. I I heard from uh I heard from a couple in town that they have a lot of um they have a lot of uh, farming practices that are like grandfathered in, so it's actually even though it's ridiculously cheap, it's actually a cleaner wine than some of the more popular mm-hmm. wines.
1: Yeah. So
3: I don't know, you know, I, who's to say? But yeah. Well, we I do are... find wine to be highly unpredictable.
1: <laughs> 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 well, we are one. We all are one, right? We all love to drink. Well, most of us like to drink wine. <laughs> a good bottle of wine, right? <laughs>
3: Here and but, there, why
1: not? But I, I love the topics that you pick, and we typically this is so funny. I'll give you a little behind the scenes insight here. Typically, Autumn and I decide what we're going to talk about either the night before or the morning of. So this, this morning, I texted. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I forgot. What do we? What do you want to talk about today, Autumn?" And we're talking about that we are all one. Um, based on uh, some recent meditation and vibration work that she's done with the wild bees that live at her house. So tell us all about it, Autumn.
3: <laughs> yes, exactly. So, I mean, that covers it. I was impressed that you narrowed it down to the topic of we are all one from my slew <laughs> of text messages that I sent you this morning. Um, but, you know, I've got these bees. I've got a brick barbecue in my backyard and these wild bees have lived there ever since I bought my house and they can be a bit of a nuisance because most of the bees that are in southern Arizona they're highly Africanized so they can be a little bit territorial you know and Mm -hmm. I've got kids and pets and everything plus we make a ton of noise typically bees don't like that sort of thing so there was a point where I was um, where I was encouraged by people to um, relocate them but the truth is, when you relocate bees, most of them don't survive, particularly here in the desert where, you know, uh, it's difficult to come across the right conditions for a large colony to live in. Right. So I started, you know, I was going through a bad breakup and I was like, oh, like I need to really double down on my meditation and all this. So I've made myself this commitment that I was going to sit outside on an overturned Home Depot bucket right outside of this beehive, and I was just not going to let them. uh, I was not going to be afraid of them. So anytime they would start buzzing around me, I would work very consciously on matching my breath and keeping it still and calm. And a hum, if you've ever been around a large beehive in the evenings when they're all back in it, Uh very vibratory it's like a wah 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 sort of thing so I would kind of match my internal energy which is difficult to describe but I almost get and train my brain waves to the humming of the beehive and I would just sit out there and deep breathe and you know guard bees would come out and they would um, try to you know intimidate me and everything and I would just I got stung a few times which then made it you even did? harder for me.
0: Keep my
1: cool. Yeah, I did. Well, you know, I have to. I have to. This is so cool. um I have to ask: Aren't all bees wild? Um, yeah, are all bees are wild, but you can cultivate
3: a hive to where you have them in like a bee box. You know, and you're providing yeah. for them. Yeah, and things like that. But yeah, these bees, I don't. I I didn't at the time. I wasn't giving them anything. I wasn't nurturing their colony. You know, they're just living in my yard. And um, they're not used to having people around. So I guess that would be a difference, too. When you're a beekeeper, you know, they kind of are aware of you coming and going. And Mm -hmm. um, you provide them with some basic necessities. You know, there's a friendship, I guess, established or at least something, you know, where they're aware of you and not scared of you. And these bees, that's sort of what I did with them. I sort of just sat out there with them. and, And so now it's a... You know, there have been a lot of different occurrences over these past few years. So that was about four years ago. And um, uh, I've had a lot of really cool happenings with them. And so now I'm able to just go into their hive and I can put my hand.
1: Really?
3: Put my... I could just put my hand right on the center of their hive and
1: so, spread it out, and
3: you know so, they buzz and.
1: So when you come they up, they really say, like "There them. she is. She's the bee's knees." <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: trust me, the bee puns in our house are endless. Oh my God. The bee
1: puns never quit.
3: And you know, my thirteen-year-old, he's like my—he's like my spiritual skeptic, right? He's so smart, and he's, he's got a real mind for factual knowledge. <clears throat> but so we we were out in the backyard working, and the bees kept um, kept kind of going after my big kids. And um, he's all, well, I don't want to do this workout here anymore if the bees are going to keep bugging me. You know, I don't want to get strong. <laughs> and so I was like, hang on. And I close my eyes, and I, like, communicate with them, and I basically tell them everything's okay, and the bees go away. And he's like, what? How did you do that? What are you doing? You know, <laughs> He's like
0: accusing
3: me of somehow making this all up, you know. And I'm all, look, like the
1: bees went away. Like how, how how can you how can you say that I'm wrong? Well, I love this because I we get so out of touch with nature that we forget what's really important in life. So often, on a daily basis, for most of us, it's so hard to stay connected and realize that we are all one. And I can't see the whole clock, but I think we need to go to break. We need to go to break. When we come back, gosh, I wish we had more time because I absolutely love this topic. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. You are listening. Autumn Connolly, she's the bee's knees on One Life Radio.
0: You're listening to One Life Radio. Make sure you check out our podcast and get to know the show at oneliferadio.com.
1: In the fight against corruption, together we are stronger. Join me at the Children's Health Defense Second Annual Conference, Rise and Resist. In Savannah, Georgia, November 3rd through the 5th. And learn how to confront corruption in big pharma, big government, big tech, big food, and all the regulatory bodies who are influenced by big corporate interests. At Rise and Resist, you'll hear from the most influential health freedom activists in the world, including Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Children's Health Defense Chairman on Leave. Join the fight and remember people over profits, truth over lies, courage over fear. Go to childrenshealthdefense.org to get your ticket the Children's Health Defense Second Annual Conference, November 3rd through the 5th in Savannah, Georgia. I'll see you there.
3: Want to advertise on One Life Radio? Send us an email, info at
0: oneliferadio.com. We're back. More of One Life Radio starts
1: now. right, makes me want to (laughs) dance. Doesn't take much, though. Uh, Welcome back to One Life Radio, everyone. This is Bernadette Biachetti. <laughs> and that rhymes with spaghetti <laughs> with Pousa Washington, Marie Early, and Autumn Connolly. My rhythm's a little off, you know. Oh my gosh! Uh, I like but, it. Uh, <laughs> we're just being silly because it's Furbulous Friday, and I'm on the air with Autumn Connolly, and I love this girl. And we just talk about stuff. We do, and we and chant. And what? bees have fur uh, that bees have fur, that's right and it's yeah. furbulous Friday, so it all fits in. Um, but you know <laughs> we want to talk you know in the, when we talked this morning or we text this morning, we wanted to say that we we are all one, okay, right especially yes. right now we are in such turbulent times all over the world, you know and we really have so much more in common than than we do uh, differences. And I love that we are, we're talking about this that you know but the beliefs that we choose to separate ourselves, when it's right. there's right, when there's really no need to. And I think your meditations with the bees and all this crazy stuff we're talking about is not so crazy after all, is it, Autumn?
3: No, I mean, well, I certainly don't think so. I don't either. But, you know, it it is it is true. You know, there's so much even in a in in our interpersonal relationships, but then just in interactions out in the world with strangers or passersby. It's like, you know, there's all this there's all this connectivity when you're looking for it, when you're aware of it, when you mm-hmm. stop saying, oh, this person is a completely separate entity from me. And instead, you kind of believe an analogy I like to use is it's like, you know, we're all rays of, we're all rays of sunshine that are emanating from the same sun you know there's overlap there's overlap between you and me there's overlap i mean there's probably a lot of overlap between you and me that's how we can text at random weird times about the same subjects and stuff like that (laughs) but then it's like we're closer together and then but everybody you know everybody every animal every creature every plant everything and when you get still enough to let the fray of human life and human existence fall into the background, you see this connection very clearly. Mm-hmm. And that's why my interactions with the bees become something where I am able to non-verbally communicate with them in a way oh, because yeah. it's all the same thing.
1: I, I do it with my lizards all around my house. I don't know what they're called. Those little tiny lizards that are so famous here sure. in Texas that change color you know mm-hmm. like they changed yeah. the color of my stucco to the color of the of the green yeah. bush and and, and I talked to them i don't have time to tell a story where i rescued one that was on my windshield and Pooh is dying over there laughing <laughs> Where I was on the middle of the freeway and it was in the middle of the windshield, I'm like, oh, my God, that's one of my lizards. And I pulled off and went like 20 miles an hour with my flashers on all the way home till I was able to actually pick him up and get him off my windshield and place him back in the bushes. And, I, and I've and i never felt more connected to a living, breathing lizard whatever i just never felt that beauty ever so much in my life as i did that moment and and just a relief that i saved that little lizard call me crazy right but i feel very connected to my lizards like you do to these bees
0: it is it
3: is it's a it's even if it's not conscious it's the subconscious oh, yeah. tool that somehow the lizard being harmed would harm a portion of you You. and you know it does it harms a portion of you that you know you you aren't always operating from because we do live in a human world and we are having a human experience you know and we're supposed to be able to be both you know we're not supposed to just uh sit around and communicate with animals and let all of our human responsibilities go by the wayside of course but you know it's like there could be we could all stand to have a bit more awareness that this connectivity is there and honor when we
1: yeah. Absolutely. And I talk to the lizards. I'm like, hi, buddy. How you doing today? You know, that's a uh-huh. positive thing. Marie's looking at me like I'm nuts. No, no, no. <laughs> I have some lizards
3: geckos at my,
0: on my patio and they're couples. They always are.
1: Oh, I just think they're so darn cute. And you know, I'm not really a reptile person uh, per se, but I just think they're, they're so, I just respect them. Like I respect the earth. I respect nature. You know, we don't have a lot of time left, but I want you, uh, uh, actually Marie brought it up. I would love for you to do a chant um and and show Pooh what you got here because we were telling Pooh oh yeah she chants she's she's lovely <laughs> and these beautiful chants that she does can we do one for world peace i just feel like we really need as much positivity as we can and Pooh's yeah. looking at me you should, i wish I, i'm going to take a picture of him
3: <laughs> <laughs> well and, for sure the one that i was going to do today is a it's a reminder that the other is you it's that you know, everything that you're seeing in this world is well, a reflection somehow of you coming back to you. You know, the love or the compassion that you see in another, even the rage or something that you might see in somebody, or the injustice that you might feel in the world—it all relates back. It's all part of the same energetic swirl that we're all caught in. Mm. And so, it's a nice reminder. It kind of takes, it kind of takes some of the heat out of the moment when you go, "Oh, okay, this situation is occurring in my life," but re- realistically, you know how would I treat this person or this animal or this tree if it were me, if I really truly believe that it were me as well as, you know, you believe your body is you. And it's a great reframe in how you approach the world. So this I love mantra help kind of bring us back to that state.
1: I so, love it. And the timing um, I think will end up perfectly with the music at the end of the show. So let's go.
0: Okay. Close your eyes. Big, deep breath. Hummy hum. Tell me to my hey, haguru, hu tell me to my hey, hu hum tell me to my ha humi hum. Tell me hum, to why hey guru hum Tell me hum, to why hey guru hum Tell me hum, to why hey Hame hum Tell me to why Hammy hum, to me to my do. hum, to me to my
1: That was beautiful. Yeah. You're the bee's knees, girl. I love it. I, like it. I love it. And everyone out there, I encourage you to have a very safe holiday weekend. A lot of people will be celebrating Halloween over the weekend. Uh, autumn, tell the kids I said hello and uh, happy Halloween. Oh, yeah. Maybe for jump all out all- and scare them for me, you know. <laughs> i'm gonna miss not being able to do that with my babies this weekend uh but uh oh my gosh um, i um, it, because they won't be home this weekend but i'll scare them at thanksgiving <laughs> Make up for it. All, right. all right love you sister yes thank you thank you so much you truly are the bee's knees which means an excellent or much like person or thing all right everyone have a great weekend and uh don't drink and drive be cool you get one body you get one mind and you get one life